From Group M, it's the Mad Tech Podcast. Welcome to the Mad Tech Podcast, whereby we talk about everything marketing and ad tech related. My name is Tim Whitfield, and I'm the Director of Technical Operations at Group M. And with me, as always, is John Muskelly. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good, Tim. This is our second podcast this week. We're, yeah, we went through a bit of a lull period. We We're doing... Um, We're trying to catch up Tom now. and Tailing the week. I know. It's good, isn't it? So how are you, like, you going to... Sh- are you going to sh- schedule... It? We've done two this week, right? Yeah. So are you going to schedule them for listeners like over a period of time? Are, I are, are, are you going to give them like a double header? No, 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 no. It's, the cadence is important, I think. Really? Yeah. Do you not think you should like... In the way sometimes in movies yeah. or, or TV shows, they go two hour special... But I, I know what you mean, like the, the double, like the double ending of, yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's Game of Thrones or yeah. something. I, I don't think that we don't have that sort of. Maybe maybe because I haven't been here for a long time. <laughs> you should give the listeners give it a double to try and catch it's up. It's totally fair. Fair enough. We listen to you so much for true, true, very, very true. However, today we have a special guest, Anne Frisbee, the uh, from Inmobi, coming over from uh, the United States. Thank you very much for joining us, Anne. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you very much. And uh, have you been here for long? I arrived on Sunday morning, and it's my first time to Australia. Is it? Wow. It is, and Sydney is fabulous. What's the best thing about Sydney? Best thing about Sydney? Well, I'd say the breakfast. That's a good show. Oh, the Aussies have the best breakfast. I'm making my husband, he's a gourmet chef. I'm like, you're going to have to cook Aussie breakfast. Have you noticed the the coffee? I love the coffee, which is part of the breakfast experience. Flat white, large flat white. Because I was, I must say... I was disappointed in the coffee in America. Okay, well, I can help you out there when you come next. Really? San Francisco Blue Bottle Coffee is very good in San Francisco. Mm, okay, I will... <laughs> I will... I will. The Aussies do complain, I know. Because there's, there's a bunch of... there's a, In our place, there's a bunch of Aussie coffee shops in That's New right. York That's in, right. near the office. Yeah, they're starting every, to get quite big. And everyone goes to the Aussie coffee shop because the, yeah. the coffee's so much better than Starbucks. Well, I'm glad... No, you can't go to Starbucks when you come to the States. I'm glad you're enjoying the, the Aussie Sorry. breakfast and coffee. And we had breakfast this morning down at our, my little uh, coffee shop that I go to every day. Not, get, my, not my best. I get the, the, the coffee shop a plug? You're there. Not, my, not the best breakfast. No. Was the best oh, breakfast. Oh, no. Let's be honest. There's oh. another one around the corner that's way better. It is. I've been telling Kim to go. The Roots. The Roots. No, no, no that's a different one again. It's quite it's good. Far away. I can't go and walk that far. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you give them the plug. You bloody there every day. Well, it's it's, it's Phoenix Coffee, uh, one hundred and five Miller Street. Yeah. Why do you like? What what do you like about it? I, I like I like the fact that it's 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 routine. <laughs> I can walk in there. I have the same. I have a black coffee, and I have the same breakfast every day. So you're, a creature, you're a creature of habit. Creature of habit. I, just, I don't have to order it. I just walk in, sit down. It's five minutes but, less per day. He's quite forever. famous there. Just he so is. You know. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Although they, um, I go there for coffee in the morning just for coffee I don't have breakfast every day like Tim does <laughs> um, but they, whenever I went in one day they said oh you're here to meet what's his name and I was like he'll be really offended you forgot his name they, they forgot my name yeah, yeah. oh no oh no I'm not going there anymore now okay? okay but um, uh, getting back on track though um, so and you've worked at uh, Inmobi for quite a long time yes. my understanding is yes. how, how long for it'll be nine years December 8th so almost nine years that's amazing. And you came from a very large company before you went into Moby, didn't you? Well, it's interesting. I was actually came from a small company that was acquired five times oh, to right. become a big company. Oh, wow. Talk us through that. Yes. Okay, so I actually started at, um, in 1997, so I've been in digital media in 21 years, um, at Elon Musk's first company before PayPal. 
Okay, well. Very small company, about 25 of us. What they do? Um, maps, local maps and yellow pages, and I was teaching print newspaper sales reps in 1997 to sell digital. How was that? <laughs> that wasn't so good. <laughs> 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 what did you look like in, in 1997? It was pretty hard, actually. I can imagine. <laughs> um, and then what happened after that? So we got acquired uh, in cash, basically, in, uh, by Compaq okay. and spun into AltaVista. Oh, wow. So then I was in search marketing before Google had search ads. Right. Uh, that was a lot better than the print yellow pages. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did a lot of search marketing. And then that got acquired by Overture. And then Overture got acquired by Yahoo. And then at one point I thought I'd become Microsoft. But, you know, that didn't happen. Oh, fair enough. Wow. So then, yeah. then Yahoo would have been, if you stayed, they, then uh, it would have been. Yahoo would have gone to Microsoft that summer. Yeah, but I left. Oh, yeah. God. Jeez. Yeah, because I was like, I'm at Yahoo. You can't get acquired again. Then it almost got acquired again. And then it eventually did, but of course that was nine years later. So. You should have bought like a scratch lottery ticket or something, because it sounds <laughs> like you're, you're born under a lucky star. But then you went from there, from bigger and bigger and bigger companies, to a really tiny company That's again. Right. Yeah, 13 of us or something like that. So there were about 12 guys in Mumbai that had started in Mumbai about a year before. And I was like the first non-Indian, the first woman, and the first person outside of <laughs> India. Like, everything. Wow. I was the first everything. The first everything. The first everything in the movie, yeah. <laughs> and why, what's made you sort of stick around for the nine years that you've been there? Um, well, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, first, when we started, the iPhone was really barely out. Well, it launched mm -hmm. 10 years ago. It was really a feature phone, those flip phones. Yeah, yeah. Right, and you were selling kind of content ringtone yeah. download ads. Um, so it's changed obviously a lot and the last three and a half years I've focused on launching a Mobi Exchange on mm -hmm. the programmatic side and then the last two and a half years I've focused on rolling out our video offering so full screen uh, personal television ads that you hold in your hand I mean it's amazing unit so I've had a good time learning a lot more about video mm -hmm. and programmatic so it's always change okay you know and so you so when you started though you said 13 people and that was nine years ago how yeah. many people work in the company today about 850 I thought, I thought it was 851 it might be, it might be 851 might be or 49 <laughs> I don't know somebody might be uh, <laughs> walk, walking out the door specifically yeah. Um, but wow, that's massive growth. Massive growth. Yeah. In, uh, and when you started, though, it was uh, 2008. Yeah. And in the backdrop of starting and changing from a big company to a small company was the global financial crisis. Yeah, GM was going bankrupt. And yeah, it was pretty bad in the US in 2008. Yeah, we were focused on the Asia markets at the time. So we were helping app developers out of the US be able to make money from Asian consumers accessing their content. So that was helpful for them because they were struggling in the US. Did they did they think you were crazy if you're going up to publishers <laughs> saying, oh, I want to go and buy uh, Asian and African eyeballs on your, uh, your website? Well, exactly. So we had started in India, but I used to tell people that I was really focused on Africa because we also had Africa as a focus of the company. So apparently at Yahoo, <laughs> there were people that only five years later did they admit like, 
we thought Anne Frisbee had gone off the deep end and had gone to this African ad network and like, <laughs> why did she do that? She was pretty good. Like, what's she up to? And then five years later, when Imobi looked like, oh, wow, you're actually doing really well. It's kind of a smart thing. They're like, oh, you don't look so dumb now. You don't look so dumb now. <laughs> yes. And I bet they, they thought that you weren't so dumb when you created the uh, the exchange as well. That would have been a bit of a Imobi exchange thing. has been great. Yeah, it's been a super strong offering. So it's 100% on the... Uh, mobile in-app side of the business, so it's been super fun. So, so talk us through what is the exchange to someone who, if you had Sir Richard Branson in the elevator for thirteen, you're sort, of the, you're sort of the equivalent of Richard Branson. Oh, am I really? Yeah. <laughs> in a very small <laughs> elevator, <laughs> in a very small world. But if if you had him for thirty seconds, what would you say to him? Well, okay, so I believe that advertisers should have the ability to buy in an automated manner, so that they have a easier way, and I think you guys are doing this pretty smart at Group M, to compare across publishers' performance. Because if I buy in the same fashion, it's much easier to collect the same data. Mm. I think you guys have figured out ways, whether it's through an RTV pipe or direct, that you're able to collect more consistent data. But I think the exchanges do force that being able to happen for the buyers, Mm. that they're able to have transparency into what they're buying. And they're able to have more consistent metrics across different types of uh, media out there. And so I think it's a pretty powerful tool right now in the ecosystem. With, with the metrics, focusing on that, would we be able to log into the exchange and go and set up a PMP using the Group M viewability standard, for example? Okay, so that is honestly what I've worked on for the last year and a half. So in-app inventory is um, uh, was pretty far behind on viewability. Um, particularly on the video side, mm. right? So for it's not behind in viewability because it sort of feels intuitively like video on, on mobile is viewable by its very well, nature. That's right. But it's just the technical nature, isn't it? That's exactly right. So the units are the most viewable in the ecosystem. Yeah. So what was frustrating is typically I've been on the publisher side all my life. That typically, if you don't provide a metric, it's because the metric doesn't look good for yeah. you. <laughs> This was a case yeah, yeah. where really I look so much better than everyone else on viewability because yeah. it's a great unit, yeah. but technically we couldn't do it. So that's what we've kind of been trying to tackle for the last year and a half is enabling viewability to happen on in-app for these full, full screen units, right? Or all the units, display too, but particularly on video. Um, but the, the challenges we were facing is that So, obviously, I think a buyer bought an impression. They should know an impression happened. Mm -hmm. That's what they bought. Seems like a really basic thing. It's taken us a long time to get there, and we're still not totally there. At least Moby now probably is, but, you know, the ecosystem. Um, But what I would say is what was happening on viewability for in-app mobile video was if you wanted viewability on a completely viewable unit, you would have to not, uh, have lower media performance. Right. So the way that ad tech has been built, it's been built for the browser. Mm. And so what we've done is actually made viewability possible in the in-app world, but still have high-performing media. We say high-performance, so, what do you mean? Sorry. Well, so the biggest challenge ultimately came down to consumers. So when we were running VPAID and basically supporting viewability for mm. in-app mobile video, um, it was taking 2.6 seconds on average for video ads to load. Okay, so it was more performance from the consumer perspective. Consumer, which has impacts on the brands for sure, sure right? I mean, if I sat I there for it. two yeah. and a half seconds and watched a black screen, do you think I'm <laughs> super happy to watch your video ad? Like, I had three seconds to calculate, like, 
as soon as this shows up, I'm going to try to figure out where that X button is. I mean, that's <laughs> honestly what they're doing, right? Really interesting, yeah. So it does have ramifications, I think, for performance, especially in light of, I think, Netflix and Amazon Video no, not using advertising. Mm. I mean, we have to get the consumer right or we're going to lose access to great inventory because publishers can go direct to consumers for Got money. It. Yeah, so, but now we have the ability to support viewability on in-app video, even programmatically yeah. or direct, um, and have it have video ads that load in six one hundredth of one second, six milliseconds. 60 milliseconds. Point zero six. Which is six one hundredth. Yeah, which is six, 60 milliseconds. We'll edit this point. Right? <laughs> In fact, it's so fast the human mind cannot comprehend it, which is where it's we're great. ending up. It's great. It's great. It's great. All right. Yeah. Simplified. You're, you're, you're talking about um, viewability metrics for for uh, comparing apples to apples, and and one thing that I think when it comes to benchmarks is comparing your viewability standards versus someone like Facebook's viewability standards. That's right, yeah. do, you, do you think that that's a fair apples to apples comparison for a brand? If I'm a CMO and I can put money with Facebook or put money with, within Moby, is it a fair comparison to look at your viewability versus their viewability? Well, it is a fair comparison. Um, we have a full screen personal television ad that is not the same as an in-feed ad where someone's scrolling very quickly. Quickly, They're not going to be the With same. With no sound. With no sound, yeah. They're not going to be the same viewability or sound components. Um, now, is that the only thing that drives business results? Mm. Right? No, it's not. So, um, so I think you're going to have to look at multiple things to really understand impact. Mm. Um, but certainly do I think that you know, our units are amazingly powerful and there's a constraint on supply, right? Mm -hmm. You can't get all the scale you want in a personal TV ad on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, but for where that scale is for the audience you're trying to reach, I think buyers absolutely should be using it because it's a great unit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. In, in this market here, do you see any differences between uh, a branding campaigns versus performance campaigns in this market and branding and performance campaigns in the US? I do. So app is pretty specific area, right? So um, most performance business, I have a lot to say on this topic, <laughs> but most performance businesses have actually been built on the browser side, mm -hmm. right? Where often it's more e-commerce to sure. a mobile website or a regular website, right? We've been trying to get to mobile optimized websites or the browser people have. Um, in the U.S. now, there are an increasing number of businesses, though, that do have a lot of understanding on the performance side for app-to-app -app remarketing mm. and app performance. So you can think about Netflix or Amazon where a ton of purchases now happen in the app. Um, or you can think about really the whole streaming TV category has become gigantic. As you know, it's a huge fight at the consumer level. Um, or delivery services, mm. right? You have your... Hungry Jack's here and Red yeah. Rooster. We have our Domino's Pizza. And a lot of these now have app delivery services for the consumers. Yeah. So I think in the U.S. there's starting to become a specialization of really getting the attribution on the in-app side right, the understanding to do retargeting, deep linking into the app so 
You're going from an app to an app, not trying to push a user from an app into a mobile website where you'll lose half the conversions. Mm. And what I found in Australia with the week, the four days of the expert I am in Australia, <laughs> uh, but I have had 20 meetings in four days. So well done. I think Five it's an all, bre all breakfast. <laughs> well, I will say you're a little too into the 30 breakfast meetings. What, why is it? Is it late start or an early start? Too early. Too early. You're way too early. Oh, wow. oh really? You love the day. So you, so you think, time, so you, think you think anyone has breakfast every day at 30? <laughs> silly okay, the New Yorkers are like not even really I agree with you. Really? <laughs> uh, what, time, what time do you get up in the morning? What's it, John, what time do you get up in the morning? What time would I like to get up? What, what, what time do you get up? I go trading quite a lot in the morning, so we usually go about, if it's a Monday, about 5.10. 5.10? Yeah, Monday. Monday and Wednesday at about 5.10. Yeah. Towards the back end of the week. Um, Okay. I've been awake well, at five ten, but it's not from getting up. What, in the morning. What's, what's slightly more relaxed then? Sevens. If I was not training, no. I'd do seven. You do seven? Yeah, yeah. Does the alarm clock pick up at seven? Yeah. Really? Is that, is that okay? It's, it's, it's up to you. You do what you want. Why are you surprised? At that? I just thought it's a big difference between five ten and seven. So like, yeah, you know, I'll sleep in for an extra half hour. I sleep in. I'll sleep in for almost another two hours. Okay, well, I'll give you a secret. <laughs> if I have a seven a.m. call, I get up at six fifty. I get my coffee, which is amazing. Your Starbucks? Uh, no, right. I do a 24-hour cold press blue bottle, espresso, <laughs> Japanese iced coffee. But anyway, um, but and then I do all those calls at 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. calls in pajamas. Ah, and pajama then calls. I get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> but I turn, I turn the video off. See, I like the podcast. There's no video. I could be in pajamas right Tim now. Tim is in pajamas. <laughs> Have you not seen any boring? Wait, is my, he? My oh, dear. Oh, dear. Getting, getting a little bit off track there, but getting back on track, um, I think one of the things I was hearing you talk about there was, was data used for uh, attribution. And, yeah. Um, uh, you're talking about app-to-app -app attribution, which I think is a, is a probably a much smarter way than thinking about it than, than desktop-to-app. So the, the power of the data, I'm yeah. assuming, in your movies quite good? Well, and, you know, I think this brings up a bit of my pet peeve. Um, so, you know, I've learned a lot how video is different on the in-app space. Obviously, eight years ago, we learned, oh, there's not cookies, there's device IDs. I mean, mm. we all knew this, right? We've learned this. Yet, as cookies have gotten weaker... Um, the focus for reaching audiences often on the in-app side, now not for Inmobi audiences, but often on the in-app side, has been cross-device, which has often meant taking a cookie pool and trying to figure out mm. which of those users are where on the devices. Mm. Yet you're taking a very weak and crumbling, crumbling's always such a good word with cookies. Yeah, but it's, it is a weak identifier and sure. then trying to match it to a very strong identifier where I think part of the strategy could be, and you could do it programmatically or you can do it through an ad server that's intelligent enough, is on all your in-app campaigns, make sure you're building up your device ID pool right? and identifying users from a very strong identifier that usually is around a year or so, mm. right? So, so then phasing out the cookies phased out on iOS by this fall, in yeah. my opinion. So I don't think we've come to grips with the Apple announcement at World the WWDC that basically said their new anti-tracky policy will mean no cookie goes beyond 30 days, hard stop, no exceptions. It's going to have huge ramifications. What about for, for technologies which are very heavily cookie bombers? How is this going to affect them? So I think that Imobi, of course, is in a great position because we don't use cookies. We have device IDs, and I think our 
some of our some of the folks that are on the cookie side are going to be in bad shape. Give, me, give, That's me, my give us an example of someone who's going to be. I don't want to and take bloodbath. Yes, <laughs> give Tim a story. The bloodbath. Um, I don't know. I don't want to name names. All right. Okay. That's very diplomatic of you. Yes. Now, are you are you based in the San Francisco office, right? But I'm believing you also travel a lot over to New York. Is it true? Yeah. So every so I have three kids. Okay. And a yard. And a, hus- kids in the yard. and a husband that, that raises order. those children. <laughs> well, we just redid our yard, so it's kind of top of mind. And um, in the Bay Area, in Menlo Park, um, so Silicon Valley area. And then I spend, as a single person, basically, mm. I spend every other week in New York. So I have, like, the perfect setup, in my opinion. And here's an interesting one. How different is the East Coast to the West Coast? Oh, yeah. So if you notice, I'm kind of a loud talker. I'm a fast talker. I'm a little too intense. A little too probably straight with my feedback. I really should live in the are East talk, Coast. Are you talking about Tim? <laughs> I should really live in the East. So I'm a New Yorker as well, am I? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you're stepping I should something. probably live in the East, yeah. But, um, you, but you're traveling a lot, though, is my guess. I do travel a lot. And do you have any travel tips for people out there who might be traveling a lot, too? Um, so the biggest thing I do is I make sure before I get on the... Because my flights are five and a half hours, so they're not, like, super right. short. They're not as long going to Australia, which is 14. Um, but I make sure to download... So I'm really into indie rock music and bands. Ooh, so okay. I make sure to download new playlists. Yeah, right. So that I always get to have like something I'm listening to so I don't have to listen to the plane noise okay. while I'm on the plane. So that's pretty fun. That's so pretty I'm a big cool. Spotify person, yeah. So downloading playlists. Do you listen to Spotify? Yeah, I, I really want... Can you send me some of your playlists? I would love to. We'll sign up as friends and... I'll send you my playlist. Because I really, I, this, this Spotify is great for it. Is I struggle because endlessly the same stuff all the time. I, well, I, need, I invest a lot of you energy. You need variety. Yeah. I, serendipity, I'm not very strong with serendipity. Oh, I, do, okay. I do do a lot of music oh. research. It does take a little research, my tip, yeah. All right. I might yeah. have to sort of make some of that stuff from you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This is about the end of the podcast. So. Thanks. And thank you for coming in. Thank you. It's been terrific. Nice to see both of you. Thank you. John, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and we'll catch you all next time on the Mad Tech Podcast. <laughs>